Democrats in New York screaming at the sky once again as Donald Trump escapes criminal liability. They were telling us the walls were closing in any day now. He was going to be indicted out of New York. It was going to be the end of the Orange Cheeto, but turns out not. Didn't happen. We see the Washington Post reporting here on April 30th, 2022, Trump grand jury ends in New York with no charges. And the date is important, April 30th. This thing's been going on for a long time. The investigation taking place for many years, involving every single facet of Trump's life. They were going after a CFO's grandkids' school records, saying that there was some sort of nefarious funding happening there. And we've been following this along for some time. There was Cyrus Vance, there was Alvin Briggs. We had Tish, Letitia James, the tishiest of all the Tishes, with her facial spasms promising the voters that they were going to go after Donald Trump when she said, I'm going to do everything I can to get this illegitimate president. Remember that? Weird, but nothing came of it thus far. And we know that they're still moving forward in different civil suits in Georgia now and all over the place, and we'll see where that gets them. But here we see the headline says, the Manhattan DA says the probe isn't over. But people familiar with the situation cite concerns about witnesses. Who are some of these witnesses? We remember this guy. Michael Cohen, Trump's former lawyer, we'll get back to him in a minute, but we see the rest of the story tells us out of New York, a six-month grand jury that was convened late last year to hear evidence against Donald Trump was set to expire this week, closing a chapter in a lengthy criminal investigation that appears to be fizzling out without any charges against Trump. We have Alvin Bragg, Manhattan District Attorney, we know this is this fellow, we've spent some time talking about him, says that he took office in January. He was carrying over an investigation from Cyrus Vance, who got out of there. A lot of the different prosecutors who were working on this case we're very upset about this. We talked about Pomerantz and some of the others, but we'll get some more background here. It says the grand jury was convened in November. They had a mandate to hear the evidence. They did so. A key problem is some of the witnesses, not so good. Former Trump fixer Michael Cohen, not as reliable as some people might like to believe. And so Alvin Bragg, the new DA who took over from Cyrus Vance, came in and he said, you know, this guy doesn't seem to be all that truthful. And we've got to put credible witnesses on there. We can't really be behind political hit jobs, much to his credit, and recognizes that not working out. Bragg has said he will announce when the investigation is over, noting that even after the special grand jury disbanded, other grand juries are hearing a broad range of evidence, blah, blah, blah. And I actually went and looked over at some of Alvin Bragg's accounts. Here is his dad account, Manhattan DA Knicks fan. And earlier today, there's nothing here. Last post was from January 18th. Prior to that, December 31st. So no statements from him. We see also his former official account or his current official account at Manhattan DA delivering one standard of justice for all. We do a quick refresh over here, make sure this is current. And we'll see, he says, new. Oh, not really new. That's from April 7th. So about the ongoing investigation concerning the former president, that's not really new. So we don't see anything here. Last post was from April 29th. We know the grand jury sort of expired. They ran out of time. No charges. Let's go back to Washington Post and see what they tell us. Lawyers in the New York Attorney General office, Letitia James, who's a partner in the probe, she's pursuing some of the civil claims out of the AG's office, as they spoke on condition of anonymity, saying they're skeptical that any criminal case will be brought. Hmm. James is separately running the civil investigation about her business practices. Judge currently said that Trump is in contempt of court. 
10,000 a day. You probably saw the headlines about that. Trump's lawyers are appealing the ruling. And so that's going to be taken up on Friday. Judge rejected a bid to argue that the purge, the contempt ruling for the affidavits. And so it sounds like that's going up on appeal. They went over to Bragg's office and they said, Hey, sir, do you have a comment on this? Hmm. We were putting all of our eggs in this basket. We really, really wanted this prosecution to happen. And it's looking like it's not. Do you have anything to say about that? The April 7th statement comes out. New York County has grand jury sitting all the time. There is no magic wand at all. All right. So he's not giving them any answers because he doesn't want to tell them the truth. There's nothing here. <laughs> they don't have enough to go forward. They were going after CFO Alan Wesselberg, Weisselberg's literal grandkids, if I'm not mistaken about that. You know, there was some very far out connection and they were saying that Trump organization paid for the tuition and it was a benefit that was misclassified for tax purposes, should have been classified as income, was classified as a business expense or something ridiculous. <laughs> You're going, okay, so uh, I don't know, send him a delinquency, a deficiency. What are you doing? You've been investigating this for like four years now, longer than that. So insane, enough already. Finally, Alvin Bragg comes in and says, all right, enough already. And so he doesn't want to break the news. They're going to be unhappy about it. Said that Bragg's thinking, people familiar with it, said his hesitation in going forward is due to, in large part, <clears throat> lack of faith in Cohen, that lawyer of his, former Trump attorney and a convicted felon. Cohen wrote a book about his life as a Trump crony and frequently criticizes the ex-president, made clear that he's willing to testify about how business was done at the Trump organization if a case is brought. And here we go back over to Michael Cohen. We saw him at the beginning. He came out, says... Just recently, no justification for the Manhattan district attorney to question my credibility in the Trump probe when the two lead prosecutors disagreed and resigned. And we made a big video about that. I think it was Mark Pomerantz and some others. But we see Michael Cohen is here defending his honor on Twitter. Washington Post continues, says that he met with investigators from the DA's office, meaning Cohen, about a dozen times before Dunn and Pomerantz left. Those were the two prosecutors who bailed out of there, said that no one from Bragg's team has contacted him since. They came in and they kind of took over and they didn't reach back out to me. The former prosecutor's resignation letter, which was obtained by the Washington Post, which we read through here on our channel, echoed what Cohen had said publicly, saying that Trump's financial condition and he's a monster, blah, blah, blah. Trump's financial statements were false, he wrote. Cohen pled guilty to tax evasion, campaign finance violations, and giving false information to a bank for his role in negotiating hush money payments to Stormy Daniels, allegedly on Trump's behalf during 2016 campaign. Oh, man. So those are a bunch of kind of crimes of uh, moral turpitude, dishonesty, tax evasion, lying to banks, providing false information. You know, if you have a witness like that, that sort of just kind of does what you pay them to do and they just kind of make it all go away and they're sort of caught up in a web of lies, what, however you want to impute that, whether that's of Cohen or that's on behalf of Trump, you're free to make your own conclusions there. But here, right, he is somebody who went and pled guilty. He said, yeah, I did all that. Tax evasion, lied on my taxes, campaign finance violations, misreported something, and also gave false information to a bank for negotiating hush money. So I've been lying. And I went on the record and I said, yeah, lied, got it. Lied again, got that one. Lied again. Sorry about that. So now what the prosecutors are sort of trying to avoid is having to bring a liar in as the 
prime witness to testify against the ex-president. Their case is going to look pretty bad if Trump's defense attorneys come out and they say, oh, that's really weird, Cohen. You say you're somebody who's full of honesty and integrity and you're here today swearing you know, on a Bible or whatever you do to go forward saying your testimony is accurate and credible, but I've got this signed plea agreement with your name on it that says you pled guilty to lying. Uh, what date was that? Oh, yeah, 2019 or whenever it was. Okay, is this true? Yeah, sorry. Next one, boom, and boom. And, you know, they're going to come out and say that that none of that's relevant and that it is uh, shouldn't be admissible. But, of course, that's not true. If he's going to be testifying and you want to impeach his credibility, use those prior statements of dishonesty to prove that maybe there's some uh, problems with his truthfulness. Trump said he was not involved with paying off Daniels, has denied having an affair with her. And he uses that word very cleverly. I like it. Affair. You know, I mean, it sort of implies like an ongoing thing. I didn't have an affair with her, but there's another word you could use in there, you know. And it's Cohen has also pled guilty to lying to Congress about his role in a Trump organization project in Russia. So multiple literal lies. Difficult for a prosecutor to do much with that. While using witnesses convicted of crimes, especially lying, can be problematic, it is not unheard of for prosecutors to do so, especially when they have a few ways to make their case. Cohen's prison sentence is complete. Prosecutors cannot offer him a benefit, which could boost his credibility. Yeah, right. Cohen said Friday that he's provided credible information, says Mr. Bragg's decision is not going to uh, be good for him. It's going to tarnish his time in office and his career. District attorney and their office is believed to have tried to flip other Trump insiders of especially this guy, Alan Weisselberg, who was indicted alongside Trump on tax fraud charges. Yeah, because it was like a misclassification thing. And you might say it's fraudulent or whatever, but you know, it's these, these things are typically like, hey, uh, sir, you know, we sent over a delinquency notice. There's an offer and compromise or whatever, and they rectify the whole situation because it's a Trump person. It's a whole different ballgame now. You get a different set of justice in this country. You often get forgotten about. You're sort of automatically presumed guilty rather than presumed innocent, which is the standard in this country or used to be. The indictment stemmed from the criminal investigation that appears to be winding down, accuses Wesselberg of a 15-year scheme involving untaxed compensation, his grandkids' school payments, such as cars, apartments for company executives. I think it was just the, it, maybe there was more to it than that, but I'm not too sure that this would be something that would be national New York Times, Washington Post news if it were not a Trumper. Weisselberg has shown no sign of being willing to provide information to the DA's office. He and the Trump organization could go to trial later in the year. So Donald Trump celebrating happily, very relieved, I'm sure, but probably not, probably used to this garbage by this point in time. Another one, more criminal charges. What city now? All right, whatever. I'm going golfing. So that may be the end of this chapter of the New York investigations, but we know Letitia, the tishiest of the tishies, James is still moving forward. She's very excited about using this as a re-election campaign effort. Of course, we'll continue to follow. If you enjoyed this video, I would love it if you subscribed before you got out of here, share this video with a friend or family member so that they could come over here and join us in on the fun. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one.